Welcome back to Glad You're Here and HappyProductions.Live. I'm Grant Glad. I am glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, and I'm really glad that AJ Scheiber is here. AJ, how you doing? I'm doing great. It was a beautiful drive up here this evening. It was good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you, too. Good to see you. I mean, I think I, I talked about it at the early part of the show, but we haven't seen it. Has it been two, two years just about? More than that. I say it's probably going on three come this New Year's. Yeah, because it was New Year's Eve that the town show was of 2020. Wow, man, time flies. Huh? We've been we the, the year that never was has gone on for a <laughs> long time, man. Oh well, I am glad you're here. I'm I'm excited to chat with you about all things music. I I love following you on Facebook and what you're doing. And there's there's so much wisdom in what you're talking about all the time. <laughs> I, I I mean that sincerely. But I no, I just I'm I'm just happy happy to talk to you. So. AJ, first things first, you're telling me off air, and I want the people to know, you, this guitar that you brought with you, this is a handmade Minnesota guitar. Uh, yeah, built by a guy named David Slack, who works out in Northeast in a little shop, and uh, his line, or his brand of guitar is called Hune, and he has both acoustics and electrics, and I've got, and when he did his um, luthier's degree down at Red Wing, um, he had to build two acoustics and two electrics for his certification, and I got one of the acoustics he built, uh, basically on, on a friend discount. I, I, I love it. Well, I, t- I tell you folks, this is a beautiful guitar, and it's, it sounds even better. Um, AJ, there's, I, don't, I don't quite know where to start, so I'm just going to start at the beginning with you. You've been doing music for, for how long? How long have you been doing this? Well, I was in uh, sixth grade when the Beatles came to America and nice. got the idea from that 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 was the way to meet girls. <laughs> um, Did then it work? I, but, but I learned something really shocking. Maybe some other musicians out there who are listening to this will know this that if you're already cool, learning to play guitar makes you cooler. If people already think you're weird, <laughs> learning to play guitar just makes you weirder. It's true because you you become so obsessed with it, and then yes. and then it's like oh, there's the weirdo with his guitar again. I know what you mean. So, well, was it effective? Did it help you get girls back in the day? <laughs> no, no. Oh, dang! I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I had the same the same thing. I thought I thought it was gonna make me so cool, and they were not impressed by my. Uh, my half-ass covers of Smoke on the Water is as cool as I think. But I'm a slow learner, so by the time I realized that, I'd actually gotten fairly decent on guitar, and it was too late to turn back. So. <laughs> oh, do you remember the first song you learned back then? Um, I started learning songs actually off... Uh, my, my dad had like a bunch of like big band records and yeah. that kind of thing, which was I considered kind of unhip. Um, but the one the one record that he had where it showed pi- a picture of guys with guitars, he had a Kingston Trio record. Oh. And so I, I grabbed that and basically really sort of ate it up, learned all the songs off that one record, and uh, just went from there. But, you know, from there was a sort of a short hop, skip, and jump to discovering Woody Guthrie and Tom Paxton and eventually Bob Dylan. And, of course, a, I never forgot about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones either, um, but he, my dad had a religious objection to electric guitar, so I really didn't get an electric guitar till I was in college. Oh man, do you think uh, do you think that that had a profound shaping on who you are as an artist, like not having access to that electric music quite as much? I think what it did is it made me a songwriter. Yeah, you know, because what wh- what are you going to do to keep yourself from getting bored with an acoustic guitar unless you become a really good guitar player, which uh, never seemed to be in the cards for me. I'm a pretty good self-accompanist, but um, never really, you know, went to like Clapton levels of playing lead guitar. So, 
I, hey, I, I get what you mean. There are some things where, like, I'm, I'm a big advocate for you can work hard and become good at anything, but there's a lot of people in the NBA that aren't Michael Jordan. Right. You know, like, there is an element of you're born with a little bit of it. So, yeah, that's... So you've been writing songs for... Man, did you start writing right away when you got a guitar? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. How how bad was that first song? It was awful. <laughs> Do you remember any of it? No. No? That's good, man. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. And I'm, I'm glad you believe me when I say that, but... <laughs> I'm I'm just happy that you've been able to put it behind you. You know, we <laughs> we we all know those first songs can be can be tough, but you've definitely come a long way since <laughs> since then. That that I do know. So when when did you kind of get your start playing playing out? What's the what happened there? Uh, still in high school, you know, I, I met up with some other uh, misfits like myself who played guitar and different instruments like banjo and auto harp, and we just uh, started like like crashing church groups and and saying well, you know let us play let us play our music for you and it worked well yeah yeah i mean that's that's cool and did you did you ever get an electric guitar in in spite of your father or did you stick with acoustic the whole time uh got an electric in college um when that's right you said that. I, I i figured i needed to get into bands to keep the music going um and uh so I needed to get an electric guitar to get into a band because nobody wants to hire a rhythm acoustic guitar player, you know, to play bars. Yeah, that can be that can be a tough sell. So, so the the first bands that you were in, you're doing you doing kind of covers of the era and some originals and mix match. Um, I, I was actually in a band. My, my my first real band, like with a rhythm section and and, and the whole shebang that I was in. Um, I I joined this group of guys. Um, when I was at Michigan State, and I, I met I met this guy in my music theory class, and he was from a nearby town, and all of his old high school bandmates were still around. They still had a band going, so so I joined this crazy band that did um, sort of I guess I would say acid versions of folk rock. I mean they they cool. would do a Buffalo Springfield song but stretch it out for 12 minutes because they had three other guitar players, and I guess they just needed me to play rhythm. <laughs> well. Okay, hang on. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so you guys, so you're the first band to do three guitars. Beat Leonard Skinner to it. Good, good work on that. Acid folk rock. You also beat Pink Floyd to the punch on that. So yeah. what was the name of this band that should be should be more well known? You guys, okay. you founded you, a lot of music. You'll you, you'll laugh. Fresh country air. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I love it. You guys were you guys were running around Michigan. Is yeah, Michigan, yeah, Michigan yeah. State in the UP yeah, or is Michigan, that? No, Michigan State's in Lansing. In Lansing. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Actually, East Lansing, but... Showing, showing my ignorance for the Michigan yeah. geography there. The owner of the station, she's from Michigan. She's going to slap me after this. She, she won't slap me. She'll just chew me out. I've been chewed out before. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Emma. It's part of show business. It's part of, it's part of show business. It's part of the deal. <laughs> so so you, were, you were bouncing around, playing guitar in the band. When did they... So you're, when you were in the band as kind of a rhythm player, when did you kind of go, hey, guys, I got, I got a song. You want to try this out? Like, was that pretty early on, or did you wait till you were going solo doing that stuff? I, I kind of waited till after I um, graduated from school, and a few members of that band and I wound up in a band where we were trying to write more original material. So that would have been like 73, 74 Cool. Okay, and so then you then you started playing around doing original stuff. Yeah, and uh, and probably go, you did some touring back then, right? A little bit. Yeah. Um, we that that band didn't tour too much because a lot of the guys had day jobs. Um, 
But we, we, we had a record that was like half finished until the lead singer's wife heard the tapes and decided that we really sucked and, oh, no. and, and made him be quit the band, which sort of broke up the band. So so I drifted around for a while um, between bands. At that point, I had actually started playing pedal steel, which was uh, my entree really to being more of a full-time musician because very few people around mid-Michigan could could play pedal steel and I couldn't really play pedal steel but at least I had one so <laughs> and go. I could kind of make the sound so um, I wound up you know playing in um, uh, a band called Big D and the Nighthawks okay which was sort of a crazy roadhouse honky-tonk band and he, he had like the booker from hell I think we played every you know bucket of blood across the northern <laughs> peninsula and you know down the the Wisconsin coast of Lake Michigan, and I mean that that that, that was really my experience. I was, I, was, I was 22 years old, and I mean I, I saw more people knifed and shot in two weeks Oof. on that tour than I've seen the rest of my life. Yeah, oh, that's no good. So, yeah, you earned your stripes. You yeah, def- you did. definitely cut your teeth in the in the back, the the pool halls, and the <laughs> you, you, you all did that it. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I I love it, man. So, so that toughened you up a bit. You got, you survived the seventies, which I think in and of itself is an accomplishment for people, right? I wasn't around then, but from what I've heard, you make it out the other end, survive the seventies. And then when did you, so when did you end up in Minneapolis? When, when did you end up here? Uh, well, I did my, all my grad school work at Michigan state and taught at Michigan state for a couple of years, then down in Fort Wayne, Indiana for a few years. And then I got a job at St. Thomas in 1990 and I've been here ever since. So I love it. And I really started doing music live in earnest again around 2000. Nice. Yeah. Good, good time to do it. So right, right around the turn of the century. So th- when did, uh, when did you, cause you play in a band as well. I haven't mentioned this yet. So AJ Scheiber plays in a band called Wilkinson James. When did, uh, when did you guys get started? Uh, 2008, I think was our first year together. Cool. So we're coming up on 15 years wow, together that, as a band now. That's a long time. Cause yeah. being in a band is like a marriage, Yeah, you know? Yeah, it's that's that's a long time for a band, especially a band that's making great music the way you guys are. And you, I've seen you perform as a duo. You perform as a full band. You guys kind of shifted around to whatever right, you need to, right? right given yep. the the environment that you're in. Well, that's that's awesome. And in Wilkins and James, in, are you the chief songwriter? Or do you guys do co-writes, or how do you go through those? Uh, we don't co-write. I think we have just really different creative sensibility so uh the the other main partner in the band is is the usual lead singer liz wilkinson and and she has some of her own material i'd say just in terms of the original material that we play i probably write about three quarters of it okay um and you know working with her and having to write for a female singer you know whose sensibility you really have to understand and respect has really opened me up as a songwriter i've written a lot of different kinds of songs both stylistically and lyrically that i never would have written for myself to sing so that's been a real growing experience for me that i'm really grateful for yeah that's awesome because you're not you're not limited to your own voice right you can and and i don't mean that in a bad way but i mean like you get to write for for her voice and kind of hear it that's cool that's got to be a cool experience where you write something in your room for instance and then you bring yeah. it to her and you're like oh right. man she brought it more more to life than yep. i even thought yep yeah do you ever do you ever have something where you write it and you get really married to like a melody or a lyric and she does like a slight change on something and you're like god damn she made it better all the time <laughs> yeah yeah a, a line that i've probably heard a hundred times is she says well 
I like that, but let me tweak it a little bit. <laughs> and sometimes it'll be the melody, and sometimes it'll be the lyrics, and sometimes she'll say, as a 21st century feminist, I'm not singing that. Oh, really? <laughs> and, I, and I realize at that point I've kind of stepped in it from a lyric standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's nice to have somebody to check you on that, so you're not, you're not out getting canceled on Twitter, yep. right? On yep. accident? Yep. Yep. Just for, for not, even, not even knowing what you did wrong. That's... That's good to have somebody like that. So shout, shout out to Liz for keeping AJ honest yeah, over here. It's better to sin in practice than in public. <laughs> That's a good phrase. Is that is that an AJ quote? Uh, I don't know. I just oh, said it. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna start using that around town. Better to sin in practice than in public, folks. <laughs> it's true. It really is. It's better to it's better to screw up in <laughs> in the comfort of your own home or with people you know and love than uh, in front of other people. Well, when we met, you were you we were playing at the Towns thing. You definitely didn't screw up in public there. <laughs> I can t- I can tell you that. That was that was a great show, a great opportunity to meet you and watch you kind of play. And when you when you took the stage, you told a story about Towns Van Zant. I alluded to it on Facebook, but yeah. I, I gotta ask: Can you would you be willing to share that again sure, for the listeners? Sure. Yeah, there's there, there's two versions of sharing it. One is the the story version, the other is the song version. I think I'll do the story version tonight. All right. Um, yeah, uh, back in the mid seventies, um, I was affiliated with a small. Um, coffee house series that was organized through Michigan State and uh, they got Towns to come up he, he was actually out on tour and he had a date in Chicago and then he had two days open before he came to Minneapolis and so they they persuaded him to take the Amtrak up from Chicago to play at Michigan State and um, they needed somebody to, to pick him up at the train station and so I said me, 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 me. Um, the only problem was I didn't own a car at the time, so I had to borrow a car from a buddy who had this junky old Camaro. So I, I, I pull into the, the the train station there in East Lansing, and off comes Towns. He's got nothing with him. Um, he didn't even bring a guitar or a kit or anything. He just <laughs> got on the train, came up to Lansing to play the show, and you know trusted that everything would work out. So um, he get, he gets in the Camaro and we have a conversation about what a crappy car it is and that kind of thing and um, and it's Sunday night in Lansing, Michigan. He says, "Man, he says I could use a sip. Is there a liquor store around here somewhere?" Sunday night. And so I mean I don't know. I mean I'm at that point twenty, barely twenty years old. I wasn't even drinking age for Michigan yet at that point, so I didn't know where any of this stuff was. And so we're so we're wandering the streets of Lansing, and he finally says, "I think there might be something over there." And he points me down this street. And so we go down there. Sure enough, there's an open liquor store. <laughs> He's never been in town before, but he, uh, he mystically knows where this liquor store is. So, so he, he goes in and comes back with a bottle and opens it up, takes a couple swigs, and we're driving down the street. He says, oh, man, he says, they forgot to give me a paper bag. We need to go back. So we turn around and go back. And so he goes back into the liquor store to get a paper bag for his bottle. And I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and it's, you know, it's like 20 minutes. He hasn't come out yet. I thought, you know, should I go in and check on him? So I, so, so I walk in, and um, the guy that's at the counter just looks at me sort of sideways. He says, if you're looking for that cowboy, he's in the back. <laughs> so I go back, and there's Towns in the restroom in the back, and he's got that paper bag, but he's opened it and spread it out across the top of the sink and he's got a pen out, and it's practically full of lyrics. It's crazy. 
and um, I'm pretty sure that the, the melody that he was humming um, eventually became snowing on Raton because the the melody that it was just the chorus yeah. you know and that's such an indelible melody so so that's my town story that that i, I i'm not exaggerating when i say that gave me chills again because <laughs> it's it's such a cool story and it embodies so much of you know towns living up to his own mystique right right, right. Like, and, and he was only 29 at the time i was 20 and he was 29 it so. is close pretty close in age right so so, so he is already the person that would be the legend, you know. That's that's so true. And in, I mean, when you die young like that, you get yeah. kind of frozen in time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. I I like your story better than Guy's one story about him like waking. And then the guy story is great, but the one where he's like, "What do you what?" Ta- ta- Towns wakes up and he's singing a song. Um, and Guy's like, "What'd you do? Where'd you, where'd you write that?" And he's like, "I wrote it in my sleep." Right. <laughs> and he's like, "Well." Rumor confirmed. Yeah, right. I think that song was "If I Needed You." Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. the one. Um, <laughs> but I I like the idea of the working songwriter, right? Like the the guy who who's writing on a paper bag in the back of a liquor store. That right. I I love that because do you find when you're writing songs that it's it's more of a like how how do you go about it? What's your process? Do you do you sit down with paper or guitar? What's what's how's it happen? I try to I try to peck at it every day, you know. But it, really the, the in my experience, the, the best songs really do come to you from the muse, kind of. I don't want to yeah. sound too mystical about it, um, but the daily work of just writing down lyrics and trying a bunch of stuff that doesn't work, that's as bad as the first song you ever wrote, which yeah. we just talked about, um, sort of is a way of respecting the muse so that it will come to you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a great way to put it, respecting the muse. If you put in the time, the muse will come, right? Yeah. Yeah, well... All, all that I've got all this talk about your songs about your town stories you've got a guitar beautiful guitar in your hand yeah. you you want to play one of your songs for us AJ yeah since we're talking about creative process here's a song about the creative process all okay. right so it's a little self-referential to write a song about writing a song but uh, this is called a song is a fish that got away I love it here's AJ Scheiber you're listening to glad you're here in happy productions live Well, it come to me this morning At the edges of my sleep Tried to reel them in But the dream was just too deep A little tune my fingers Wishing I would play Song is a fish that got away Hank Williams told a friend Buddy, I don't write them down just try to catch them with the pen when they come around sometimes they'll stick sometimes they don't stay song is a fish that got away so buddy set your line and watch your pole and stare into the stillness of your soul by the waters where the muses swim Just in case that big one comes around again And even when they're biting They ain't easy things to land Squeeze them too tightly They slide right through your hand But even so they're pretty As they swim away 
Song is a fish, that's what I say So buddy, set your line and watch your pole And stare into the stillness of your soul By the waters where the muses swim Just in case that big one comes around again The one I saw this morning Well, I ain't caught him yet But it's fun when they're jumping Through the holes in the net And even if you catch one It's hard to make it pay A song is a fish that got away A song is a fish, that's what I say That's a beautiful song. Yeah, man. Thank you. So we've, we've referenced a lot of artists here. I mean, you even referenced Hank Williams in that song. Hank Williams, Towns, we talked about Guy. Who, who is your Mount Rushmore of songwriters? I, I hate to do it to you, but who, who are you putting up there? Um, well, I'd have to say, uh, first and foremost, Bob Dylan. Yeah. And then probably as close seconds, John Prine and Hank Williams. Yeah. I think that's to get mixed. After that, just uh, dozens, dozens of people that I respect and love. Yeah, it's it's so hard, right? Because it, it's it's not a it's not a sports competition, right? Like they, right. it can just be your your favorites, right? Who you're who you're st- stuck on a desert island with, which I was stuck with uh, with Hank Williams, John Prine, and Bob Dylan. I, I think <laughs> I'd be I'd be doing all right, but man, that's a that's a beautiful song, and I love the the sentiment. A song a song is a fish that got away. That's that is beautiful, and it sums it up. It sums up the creative process. So. <laughs> so elegantly and like you're saying about john prine it's it's um i can't find the words now but it's it's right there it's on the tip of my tongue but it's it's an elegant way of describing an an experience that's kind of hard to put to words right you know what i mean yeah i I, and you know i I guess that would be a song that where kind of you can hear where i've stolen from john prine just that sort of sideways idea of looking at one thing and seeing it as another yeah Yeah, that's about that's about right. That that sideways idea of looking at one thing and seeing it as another. I'm gonna walk away with here from here with a lot of good quotes from AJ. That's just that's just gonna happen at the end of the night. I just got to remember them all. I should be writing stuff down. Well, actually, that reminds me of uh, you know uh, Big D, the guy whose band I played in for those years. I mean, he, he was just full of stuff like that. You know, he, he would say, uh, um, "Always set up close to an exit." <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one too. Or, or, or one night we were in this in this bar, and you know, I, I the, the music was going really good, and I'm sitting back there on my pedal steel, just grinning like an idiot. And he turns around to me and says, "Stop that!" He says, "He says never smile when the owner or the manager is in the house, because once they know you love it, they've got you by the balls." <laughs> That is good advice for any young musician out there. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Let them think that you are an old haggard one that's just beat down and bitter. Let them know they can't mess with you. Don't smile. Don't be don't be having too much fun up there. Oh, that's that's funny. Um, so you're playing you're playing shows with Wilkins and James. You're playing you're playing solo shows out there, not smiling up there. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. AJ smiles. He has a ball. Um, but 
how many how many shows are you guys playing uh, right now uh, coming out of the pandemic kind of well uh we started playing outdoor shows last spring and so i would say we've done maybe one or two as a band we've done one or two a month and um i've um as just playing solo been working a lot on getting into singer songwriter nights you know where where i get to meet and network with two or three other singer songwriters and so we've done uh, taylor james donsky's series and um a few other things that we've sort of self-organized um, myself and a guy named scott woldridge and joe fahey and a woman named mayor lennon have gone gone around town and played a few shows as what we, we call ourselves the northern songs collective i love it that's a great so, name that's a great name so that's just an example of the kind of thing i've been doing yeah good good stuff and i, I should i should mention i'm gonna i'm gonna bleep out taylor because he didn't show up for the show last week he was supposed to be here oh well he had a real reason his he had a, like a house issue he had to take care oh. of so I'm, I'm just i'm just kidding i'm just giving him hell uh taylor taylor's a good dude that songwriter series over is it at the 331 still uh, it's gone back and forth. Um, the one that I did was the three three one. I think that he's done one. He's done some at the Aster, and I think he might have actually done a night at White Squirrel oh, on nice. that series too. Yeah, so cool. It's it's a cool thing going on. If you get a chance to catch it, go follow Songwriters in the Round on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and you'll you get a chance to catch AJ playing at some of those gigs. But they're they're cool. Before Songwriters, kind of um, that place in Nashville, Bluebird Cafe. It's kind of the same style of that. It's like a guitar pole with songwriters, but it's Minneapolis or Twin Cities based songwriters just sharing songs with each other. And it's one of the coolest things around town. Another, just another cool thing around this city. It just keeps getting better and better. Um, yeah. So, so AJ's got that. Wilkinson James will have some gigs. Where can people find uh, Wilkinson James gig, Wilkinson James gigs and AJ Scheiber gigs? Is there a spot online or anything? Um, well, I don't actually have a dedicated website. I've got a Facebook page, AJ AJ Scheiber singer songwriter. Um, you can find me on Facebook that way. Um, the, the the band is WilkinsonJames.net. Um, we, I, we keep a up to date gig schedule there, and you can listen to some of the music. Um, I've, I've got, if you want to hear some of my original material, during COVID, I just sat down in my basement and um, basically turned on my quick time and just did a bunch of like really informal things just to like demo songs and get them into people's ears. And so if you, if you just Google YouTube and AJ Scheiber, you'll get to see a lot of my um, sort of really, really rough and tumble one microphone basement recordings of of a lot of songs that came out of that pandemic period so i i love it and that's that's where the magic happens right there one guy with a guitar and a microphone that's that's how they did it back in the day yeah it's that's how it's done well aj we got to take a second to thank some sponsors i was thinking after that coming out of that should we play one of your studio recordings uh that you sure. sent in um we got a few different options anything that you prefer that we play coming out of the uh, break what, what have you got up there i got rubber hose credit card jelly jar blues or boomtown baby Let's do a rubber hose credit card because um, th- that's one that's inspired by my experience with um, Big D. And so I-, I can talk a little bit about the background for that. It's pretty funny. I love it. All right, we're going to take a second. Thanks, some sponsors. We'll come back with a rubber hose credit card by AJ <laughs> Scheiber. You are listening to Glad You're Here and HappyProductions.Live. We're live with, Glad- with-, with AJ Scheiber. <laughs> I'm Grant Glad. I'm learning how to talk today. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Glad you're here. 
Hometown Liquor in Bram offers an incredible selection of foreign and domestic beer, wine, and spirits. Whether you're looking to expand your palate or want to stock up on your traditional favorites, Hometown Liquor has the products and knowledge to get you where you want to go. Do you want to support local? Ask our experienced staff about local and regional products. When you purchase local products, approximately 68% of your money will stay in our community. Hometown Liquor in Bram. Big city variety, small town nice. Hometown Liquor in Bram. Are you looking for the perfect place to enjoy handcrafted cocktails made with fresh squeezed juices while eating the best exotic yet somehow comforting foods like fish tacos, jerk chicken tacos, or Korean street tacos? And don't even get me started on the crab cakes, cheese curds, and deep fried pickle roll-ups. I'm talking about The Fort in North Branch. The Fort is a cozy bar with over 10 beers on tap, cocktails made from scratch, and serve up the amazing food of Tiki Tim's food truck. Fort has indoor and patio seating for your dining pleasure and also offers curbside pickup to go. To see a full menu, a list of hours, to get directions, or to order online, go to thefortnb.com. That's thefortnb for northbranch.com. And be sure to find and follow The Fort on all social media platforms for announcements about live music and events like their Bloody Mary and Mimosa Sundays. The Fort was built with you in mind. The Fort Bar and Restaurant in North Branch. Grab yourself a beverage and tune in to HappyProductions.Live every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock for the Happy Trucker Show. Drink up, drink up, and order again. Hello, everybody. We're back. I'm glad you're here in HappyProductions.Live. AJ, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to play Rubber Hose Credit Card um, by AJ. So, AJ, you wanted to say a thing or two about this. Um, give me one second. I gotta, I gotta move through some stuff here. I, uh, I screwed up. <laughs> give me, it's, it's amateur hour here. And just remember, amateur is love. Yeah, there. Now, now I'm, I'm learning how to, how to do this. We're back and we're live, and everything <laughs> is recording correctly. All right, we're gonna play Rubber Hose Credit Card by AJ Shiver. AJ, you had a story to go with this song. What was yeah, that? Yeah, for those who have been listening, I talked a little bit earlier about my, my spent, my misspent youth playing in this crazy honky tonk road band with a guy named Big D and the Nighthawks, and. Uh, You've got to imagine the scenario. It's the early 1970s. I think it was 73 or 74 I was doing this. And uh, five guys in uh, two Cadillac station wagons driving across you know, northern Michigan from gig to gig. And uh, we'd pull into a rest stop, and D would say to the rest of us, he says, yeah, go on in there, he says, and... Uh, uh, get something to eat he says uh we're running a little long gas i'm going to get out the rubber hose credit card by which he meant his gas siphon hose <laughs> oh god and so, so 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 he would pull up next to an unattended car this is back before gas got really expensive and there weren't security caps on gas or security locks on gas caps or anything like that and so he'd you know yeah. T- take a whiff of the gas to, to to get the siphon going, and you know by the time we came out there, you know we were all full, filled up, and ready to go. <laughs> That's one way to do it. And I mean, I don't know if he ever got caught at it. He he, he was he was a pretty sneaky guy. He he'd, he'd been around the horn a bit, you know. 
Um, so uh, m- many years later, it, it occurred to me that, that there was a song in that phrase, Rubber Hose Credit Card, and so this is the song that came out. There there definitely is. Here, here it is, Rubber Hose Credit Card by A.J. Schaber. You're listening to Glad You're Here at HappyProductions.Live. I'm running on the bottom of the tank Yeah, down to the bone, my last dollar spent Got no money in the bank I'm broke as the Ten Commandments Heaven knows life is hard But I thank the Lord I can get on down the road With my rubber hose credit card If you don't mind the taste of gasoline And the thought of jail don't make you queasy I think you know what I mean If you should be a cop on property patrol Would you kindly disregard When I ain't got a buck I fill up my truck with my rubber hose credit card Some other folks should be grateful They can say fill her up No need to be selfish or hateful With cash overflow in your cup You feel like a chump when you pay at the pump And your master card is declined And your next pay is two days away And 500 miles down the line Don't get yourself caught on camera Avoid those security guards Still I will contend that a poor man's best friend Is that rubber hose credit card Some other folks should be grateful They can say fill her up Selfish or hateful With cash overflow in your cup Well, too much money At the end of the money Got this boy feeling low I've been a-picking From Monday till Sunday Playing show after show You know I'm running on empty Almost had to pawn my guitar Even so, I made it to the show With my rubber hose credit card For all you know, I made it to this show With my rubber hose credit card I I dig that one, AJ. It's uh, I I hear the John Prine influence <laughs> on you. That's a good song, "Rubber Hose Credit Card" by AJ Scheiber, and that's a uh, that's off your new record, right? Yeah, it's the, the one that came out just as the pandemic was hitting, 2020. So <sighs> that that's the most recent one at this point. And that was that was called Town Boy. Yeah. 
Because you had you you hadn't released a solo record for a while, right? I actually never released a legit solo record. Yeah. Uh, I'd done some things with other bands and done like years and years just basement recording, you know, working on the songwriting. But that was that was one where I actually said, you know, I'm going to go into a real studio with a real producer and do a real record. And so um, hooked up with a great uh, producer in the Twin Cities, a guy named Mark Stockert. Okay. Um, at Underwood Studios, and um, we've ac- we actually became really good friends over the course of making the record so so we're working on another one now so i i love it and and let's let's hope that there won't be another pandemic to screw up the release of this one right let's well at least it's out there in the world so. well no that's yeah, but. that is that is right but i mean that's just yeah let's uh let's let's keep the ball rolling who who came and played on that one with you uh that particular um tune there's just a couple musicians i'd like to highlight one was the pedal steel which is the great joe savage who oh, yeah. is just um he's just a world-class pedal steel player and he played on the first wilkinson james record as well um but we i was able to coax him back and play on just a few songs on the solo record and uh it's kind of interesting that started to get a little bit of airplay at one point and I, I got a, a message from somebody said oh um, I don't know who you are but I heard your song and is that Joe Savage playing that <laughs> that's awesome so, so so that's good and and you were asking who did the harmony and it's uh, a, a singer um, who's around the Twin Cities area um, Michelle Michelle Kotzka Oh, nice! And she's she's just fabulous. I just um, love her singing, and uh, she sang on almost every song on the record. I think she did some some harmony and just so I just wanted to credit those two people because they were a big part of the sound. Um, and fabulous uh, rhythm section, Steve Murray, who plays with nice. Molly Mayer, yeah, and um, Peter Anderson on drums. Yeah, so you you really can't go wrong when you're. Uh, dealing with musicians like that they really lift you up and make that's, the record sound like a real record that's an a-plus band right yeah. yeah and then then all you got to do is strum and remember the words right yeah <laughs> which had its challenges but we it, got through it it it's harder than it looks kids <laughs> it it really is um yeah no and it's it's a cool it's a cool record i'm glad that it is out in the world and we've uh we've been playing boomtown baby on this show a, oh, a bit yeah because yeah, that's that's a great song that I've I've kind of fallen in love with. I think the first single you released on that record was Jelly Jar Blues, if I uh-huh. remember correctly, right? Because yep. that song came out, and I was like, oh, I'm digging this. And this was shortly after I met you, because we met right. January... Um, I think yeah, and then yeah. you put you put the the first single out maybe February or March. It wasn't long yeah, yeah, after, yeah. right? Yeah, that was the advance. Yeah, and and I got I got pretty excited for the for the album release. So I've been I've been enjoying this <laughs> thing for for two years. So oh, I just that really makes me feel good. Yeah, thank you for saying that. yeah, man. I just I just want to thank you for putting it in the world. You know, because <laughs> no, I, I I mean it sincerely. I think the world's a better place when when people are making art and putting it out there for for people like me and everyone else to yeah. enjoy. It just. Yeah. It makes things better. So, honestly, thank you from the bottom of my heart for making it, for putting it out, and for making a quality record because that's it's it's important. It's it's thank important. You. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and and doing it with a a, a day job, which I'm I'm kind of curious about too. I gotta I gotta ask a couple of questions about this, okay. but I won't I won't go off the rails too much. Uh-huh. So you're you're a pro, you're a professor at, at St. Thomas, yeah, and you teach you teach in the English department. Right. So that's that leads me to one question: Who are your favorite authors to teach? Oh gosh, I, I have so many. My specialty is American lit, and I teach pretty much everything from the beginning of the nineteenth century up through about the mid twentieth century. Okay. Um, uh, but I, I would say probably American writers of the nineteen twenties to about nineteen fifty are probably my meat and potatoes. I mean, I, I really love Fitzgerald, yeah. um, Faulkner. 
Um, the one book, the one work of literature that's probably most important to me in my life is um, Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. Which um, has, we've been talking about John Prine. It has that sort of existentialism. Yeah. It has that humor. Um, but also that that deep sense of humanity <laughs> yes. that you get, you know, again with a John Prine song, it's, it's like if you can imagine a John Prine song um, written by an American of African descent in the 1940s that is 500 pages long, that's Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that adds up. That makes sense. And so that was so. My next question was going to be like, do you do you pull inspiration from from works of literature as often as you do from like other musicians, or is it is it more kind of just always in the back of your head, right? I, I would say it's more like kind of an inspiration. Yeah, it's like you know, I I, I want to write something that gives me the feeling that that did. Yes. You know, and that can be a song or it can be a poem or it can be a novel or it can be a play. Um I I, I am realizing that a lot of my songs um are are really kind of short stories in disguise. Yep. You know, like like rubber hose credit card that I mean that that could be a short story if if you it, spun it another way. Exactly. Well, with the with the story attached to it, it is a short story. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like it's right, right. it's it's one of those things that I I am I am super interested in why we choose the mediums we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you, you music grabbed you first and I feel like that's probably why you write songs. And if it hadn't, you might have been an author, you know? Well, you know, uh, at times in my education as an English person, um, I did imagine that I might be a creative writer, like write short stories or write a novel. But um, the the thing about that is, you know, it's it's really lonely. I mean, it, it's all on you. Yeah. And at one point, I, I realized that I was, even though songwriting is sort of a solitary thing for me, I haven't really had the opportunity to do a lot of collaboration. Um, watching what happens when other people make music together is really part of what makes it work for me. Yeah. So uh, that, that's why I don't like to play a lot of shows myself where I'm just doing two hours by myself. Yep. You know, I, I'd, I'd rather get two or three other people there and trade songs or trade licks or um, whatever because to me, that's that's more that's a more fulfilling experience. Um, it's it's actually a more creatively stimulating experience than just sort of listening to my own stuff and you know trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I tell you I'm stimulated listening to your stuff, but I I know what you mean. The magic trick is in other people. Like that's that's where the magic trick is, and that's that's what's fun to to experience up there. Um, so you, so you've been playing with and has Wilkinson James been kind of the same lineup for 15 years? Have you? Uh, there there's been. There's been a few changes in the personnel. I mean, Liz, Liz and I played as just like a duo for quite a few years till we went to make a record. Yeah. And then once we went to make a record and we'd had a record that had a full band sound, we started pulling in friends to try to help us flesh things out a little bit. And um, I think that I counted up at one point that, um, you know, over 15 years and really 10 years as a full band, um, we still have less than a dozen total people who have been like really regular members of the band, which isn't too bad. Oh. And uh, right now, when when everybody who's regular in the band is present, um, we have eight members. So yeah, it's, that's it's, cool. It's a, um, it's a big fun fun band. You know, uh, we we have sax player who's been with us for quite a while. Um, rhythm section. You know, I play rhythm guitar and sing 
mostly harmony. Liz sings lead. We have, and we also have a violin slash fiddle player, and a guy who plays pedal steel. And um, when he's able to, we have a guitar player, electric guitar player, who joins us. So cool. that, that, that's eight pieces, and um, it's it's really nice. That's a party <laughs> because you can just sort of. Um, stretch a song if some people are digging the song and stretch a song say you know Chris why don't you take 12 here and and away he'll go and it's it's um really a lot of fun yeah that's that's awesome you can no you got a saxophone player a guitar player you got a lot of a lot of people to lean on and when you're when you're writing songs do you think of that um or do you do you let the song be what it is and then decide if you're going to bring it to the band or make it an AJ Shiber solo thing uh Kind of depends. Sometimes I write songs that are just fun workouts for the band. Yeah, you know, I, I, I know that we'll really be able to get our teeth into this one. Um, but I also I like the idea of writing songs that work without any solos, so that if you wind up having to perform it as a duo, the song still works. Yeah, you know. In, in fact, that was the thing about the first Wilkinson James record. We we had thirteen songs on that record, um, and uh, I think ten, ten of them were the full band. And but there were there were no solos anywhere on the record, just fills. Cool. I mean, and that's impressive in and of itself. To... Because they were songs we'd been performing as a duo for a few years, and so we didn't really ever think of, well, does a solo go here? So we just did them straight through, and you know, let the band figure out their their places in the song, and it worked out great. I mean, we, that record was mostly recorded live. Um, with and we got it just a few takes again because we had such great musicians. Which uh, which the, one was it? It's the one with the the, the roses. Yeah. The roses. The Wilkinson James, the self titled one. Yeah. Cool. So I'm uh, folks, for everyone at home. I am I'm holding. He brought in AJ brought in a few CDs of Wilkinson James. There's one album called Abandoned, and one that's a self titled one. The one he's referring to is the self titled one. I am excited to listen to this on the way home. There's a song in here called Hank Williams Cadillac Blues. I already love that. And then Johnny Cash's To Do List. That's that's how you name drop. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, AJ, I've I've only got you for so long, and you're here with that beautiful guitar and that wonderful voice. In these songs that you've written, can I can I get you to sing another song for yeah, us? I'd love to. Yeah, I've all got, right. I've got one that I've kind of queued up in my mind here, and this one sort of has a story that goes with it too. Um, growing up in Northeast Indiana, I spent a lot of time summers and harvest seasons on my grandparents' farm, and um, you know learned a lot about farm humor. And you know so, some people know um, that. Uh, farming is actually the most dangerous occupation in the country. It's more dangerous than being a cop. It's more dangerous than being in the military just because you're talking about a lot of machinery and a lot of different ways the world can kill you when you're working on a farm, right? True. And so uh, I was uh, helping, my, me and my cousin were helping my granddad um, bale some hay and we're walking behind the combine and you know picking up the bales and throwing them, throwing them on the trailer. And I got a little careless, and my um, shirt sleeve got caught in the edge of um, the intake on the combine. <laughs> and, um, you know, at that point, you can maybe lose your hand, you yeah. can lose your arm, you can lose your life. And um, instead of doing any of those things, the combine simply just just ripped the shirt off my back, like right down, like ripped the sleeve yeah. into and pulled it right off and, like, spit it off into the, the field. And so I'm, I'm, I'm standing there pretty freaked out. I was, like, maybe 10 or 11 years old. And my granddad realized that we weren't picking up the bales, so he stopped the tractor and looked behind and said, you know, what's going on? And he saw what had happened. And his only line was, this is a great farm humor, he says, anytime you can walk away, it's a pretty good day. 
Oh, another another AJ Schreiber quote. So I'm, so so out of that came this song many years later. I I love it. Here it is. You listen to Glad You're Here in Happy Productions. Live. Yeah, this is all the ways the world can kill you on any given day, but it some mostly doesn't. Well, pedal to the metal down a country road. Me and my gal and my best friend Joe. Tire blew out on the Mill Creek Bridge. We turned turtle in a drainage ditch. Like my granddad used to say, anytime you can walk away, it's a pretty good day. Cousin and me, we're cutting hay. Shirt sleeve caught in the combine blade. Tore that shirt right off of my back. <laughs> Left me standing in the wagon track. Like my granddad used to say, anytime you can walk away, it's a pretty good day. Here's where we need a sax, stax, rhythm section. Me and Mona, we fell in love. But her heart was tougher than a baseball glove. She lit me up and she burned me down Left me stranded in a one-horse town Like my granddad used to say Anytime you can walk away It's a pretty good day Comes that lick again Never forget when Granddad died. We all stood around his bed and cried. And even though he's dead and gone, we're still here and singing his song. And just like Granddad used to say, anytime you can walk away, it's a pretty good day. Pretty good day. That's a pretty awesome song. That's got a groove, dude. I can hear that saxophone. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that's got a groove to it. I I dig that song. Um, do you do you often write songs from like I don't know how to say this? Not not the write what you know thing, but do you like sit down and you're like, oh, that phrase my grandpa said, like there's a song in that, or do you just start writing and then that phrase kind of shows up? Uh, it works both ways. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, the, if you're paying attention, sort of life is a storehouse of wisdom, right? And, and, and the trick is either writing it down or remembering it yeah. so, so yeah. that it's there when you need to grab it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 
that's the hard part. Hard, yeah. The hard part is always recording it, and making sure you making sure you catch it. But Do I've you, been but I've been lucky to be surrounded by wise people that keep feeding me lines. So, then <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna when when this segment is done, you're gonna hear a bunch of songs. I heard on the radio this AJ guy was talking. <laughs> he had all these lines. I mean, I feel like we could have put a song together of your one liners here tonight. <laughs> wouldn't be wouldn't be half bad. No, that's an that's an awesome song, and that's called Anytime You Can Walk away a pretty good day pretty good day all right and it isn't on a record yet um but we're hoping maybe it winds up on the one that we're working on right now so so tell me more about what you're working on right now well still working with this producer mark stockard at underwood and um we took a year and a half off because of covid you know um but we've spent about the last year just me going over there a couple times a month and like playing through songs and um just just all by myself and, and, and playing them to a click track to figure out what the good tempo is so that when we finally start to bring musicians in, you know, we're kind of ready to roll and we're not guessing about a bunch of stuff because we've, you know, got quite a few we'd like to lay down and don't want to mess around. Yeah. So that, that that's kind of what uh, what I've been working on. It, it's it's sort of a very long pre-production process, but um, it's it's really worth it and it's helpful to me because you know, I've never, I hadn't really spent that much time in a pro recording studio in my life and going in and thinking of it as, as a place of work that's, you know, going to be as comfortable to me as my office at St. Thomas or oh. my classroom at St. Thomas. It, and, it's, and it's getting to the point where, you know, it does kind of feel homey in there now. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll get some good performances out of it when we start to do it for sure. I, I love it. That's that's how you do it right, is when when you don't have to uh, think about it. It's second nature. You know, you're in a right. place that's as comfortable as home or, like you said, right. your, your office or anything like that. Do your Speaking of your office, do your students know that you're out being a rock and roll star by night? Um... You know, I don't mind if they discover it accidentally, but it's not something that I pitch to them just because, you know, that's not necessarily the relationship I want to have with them. That's know? fair. Yeah, so. a little bit, a little bit of a separation of church and yeah. state there. Yeah. No, I can, I can respect that. That makes sense. I, I just, I know for myself, I was such a hooligan back in college <laughs> that if the professor would have told me that they were out playing rock and roll at night or folk rock or what, or playing songs, I would have been like, oh, maybe I should listen to this guy. Maybe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it would have, it would have taken something like that. Um, well, remember the basic rule. If you're already cool, playing music makes you cooler. If you're already weird, playing music makes you weirder. <laughs> So oh. I just don't want to test that hypothesis with my students. That's that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. I've been I've been testing that hypothesis my whole life, and it's <laughs> it's right. It's right on the money. I got to tell you, it's there. There's no lie in that in that statement. It is so true. Well, we got we got a couple of minutes left here, AJ. I want I, I could talk to you all night. To be honest with you, I so so here's the deal, everyone. I told AJ when he shows up, we're going live from 7 to 8. He's welcome to hang out longer, but he's not obligated to hang out with me either because I understand that people have obligations and lives outside of this. So we might have him for a little bit longer. We might not. But in the instance that we don't, what do you want to do, AJ? Do you want to play another song or do you want to do a studio recording or how do you want to wrap it up for the hour? Let me play another one. I love it. That Um, sounds good to me. Because I have a few that are sort of... um, sort of slotted for the next record that sort of came out of the COVID experience. So let, let, let me play one of those. Sounds good to me. Go ahead and hit it. And this, this, this is called Infinities, and it's you know dedicated to that proposition that um, we sort of become who we are by the hard knocks that hit us 
over the years, you know, and so um, by the time we get to a certain point, we really can't have regrets because we've become the person that life has made us up to that point, right? So yeah. if, if you just got to accept yourself and uh, where you came out. So this, yeah, so it's called Infinities, and it's got a little bit, of, I, I like to think it's got a little bit of a Chris Christopherson feel to it. I like that. Here we are. Lord, if I'd only known When I started down this road The best laid plans will leave you lost And highway maps won't lead you home I must admit I had my dreams I can't say that they came true The one road left to me, it seems Was the one that led me straight to you We start off as infinities Becoming what we're gonna be Discarding possibilities At each turn of the road Of all the notes I might have played All the lines I might have said Still I've got the songs I made I know that's the way it goes I won't say you're the only one I could have loved in my time But I am the man that I've become Living in the light your eyes So many stories we could tell So many people we could be But I could never choose as well As lucky chance did for me We start as infinities becoming what we're gonna be discarding possibilities at each turn of the road of all the notes I might have played all the lines I might have said still I've got the songs I made I know that's the way it goes yes still I've got the songs I made I know that's the way it goes yeah uh that that's a beautiful song i'm i am excited for this record a lot um not only chris christopherson but i heard about a guy in there too yeah there, I, can, I can hear there's there's some there's some guy in there and i mean that with the highest of compliments i'll accept that comparison yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well aj we're coming up on top of the hour i can't thank you enough for being here this well, is well, thank you, Grant. Yeah. Grant, it's great to have the chance to see you again and talk with you again and um, be on the radio. Absolutely. You you uh, you gonna hang out for a little bit, or you gotta hit? I, the, I'm gonna the... hang out for a little bit. I don't know if I'll, I'll play anymore, but I uh, yeah. 
stick around for a few minutes here before I have to take off. Perfect. Well, uh, before before I thank sponsors, I got one question I ask everybody. I haven't asked you because we've just been talking. Um, so this is my only scripted question that I come with, <laughs> and <laughs> that's the one I didn't ask, right? But here's here's the deal. I, I want to. I'm just curious from everybody. Like you, you could play music anywhere. You know what I mean? You you could do this in Nashville. You could do this in Austin. You could do this in L.A. And uh, not to deride Minneapolis, St. Paul, Twin Cities, because it's, I think it's a beautiful place. But uh, why? What makes you choose here? Because I know it's not the weather, right? So what? Uh, what keeps you around Twin Cities, making music for us? Well, um, so far, um, I would have to say it's the fact that my job, my main job, is here. Yeah. Um, but um, I can foresee even you know when I am done with that job, which is going to be fairly soon now. Um, staying here because of of the music community. Yep. Um, you know, I've uh, just playing music. I've met so many wonderful people, and not not just musicians, but people who are bookers and people who are trying to sort of keep the whole infrastructure of musical performance going. And um, I don't know. I, I I just think it's a fantastic community. Um, I, I don't. At this point, because I don't really see myself like like going to Nashville and trying to become a cubicle writer and you know um, <laughs> yeah. rack up royalty payments or anything like that, um, I don't see any reason really to be anywhere else at this point. I I love that answer. I I, I think that's I not I mean not that there's a right answer, but I think mm-hmm. you know that hits the nail on the head for what's beautiful about this scene and. You know what? For everyone out there listening, go to an AJ Scheiber show, go to a Wilkinson James show, and when you go there, make sure you buy some merch. I mean, I'm looking at three awesome CDs right now that AJ has for sale at their shows, and this this is my little high horse that I get on for, <laughs> for artists. So when you go to the shows, if you want to support local music, one, go to the show. That's huge. Two, buy what they're selling, and if you if you listen to it on Spotify or Apple Music, that's great. It's it's a good thing to do, but I want everyone to know, Spotify pays AJ point zero 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 zero. <laughs> zero 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 five cents every time you play one of those so if you want to really support music make sure you buy the art that they've that people have put so much work into and it's beautiful art so you will not be disappointed it is money well spent and it's money going back into the community i'll get off of my high horse we're gonna take a second and thank some sponsors but thank you aj for hanging out you bet thank you Grant. yeah and we'll be here for a little bit longer and thank sponsors and come back and i want to play a few more aj tunes and some <laughs> wilkinson james maybe we'll get a few more stories out of them you're listening to glad you're here on happyproductions.live There you have it, folks, my conversation with A.J. Scheiber. What a pleasure that was. Man, he is such a cool guy, fun to hang out with, great tunes, too. Just an all-around good human being, as all my guests seem to be. I love that. I love that about this. I know that I say I love that too much, like it's a thing. I get it. Maybe I'll just make a shirt that says I love that and start selling it. Maybe that's what I need to do, monetize that shit. But all that to say, these, as always, are pre-recorded on the radio show, and then they go out live on here on the podcast, and because I'm a bad student and bad at turning in homework on time, they go out really late. So all the shows that AJ was talking about promoting, those have already happened, but if you want to catch them at future shows, you can do that by going to follow him on the website, on the social media, all of those things, he will keep you up to date on that. And thank you for supporting local arts, local music, local artists, and the local scene and building a local community. We appreciate it. Every, it's, it, it, takes, it takes a village, folks. So 
yeah, that's all I've got. I'm Grant Glad. You can find me at grantgladmusic.com or Grant Glad Music on Instagram or on uh, follow the radio show, facebook.com slash glad you're here radio show. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for tuning in. And then next Wednesday, we have Doyle Turner on the podcast. So that's going to be an absolute pleasure. Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week.